You're listening to Opening Cinematic from Gravity Circuit, released July 13th, 2023, composed by Dominic Nenmark. Welcome to another bonus episode of PG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show today, back for another bonus episode. I think it's been a bit since you've been on a bonus episode. It's Pedroth. It has been a bit. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, Yeah, but, uh, you know, a lot of these, the big games that come out, I do think it's better for you to talk to somebody who has more of a chance of playing them or somebody who has played more of them, uh, like Kyle. Uh, sure. I really have enjoyed the episodes that he's been on with you. Um, you know, the only AAA games I ever really play are Nintendo, so uh, I think that he, he's a pretty good fit for those. But I will say, the music from Diablo 4 and from Final Fantasy 16, especially, uh, was, was really, really stellar. Uh, very much enjoyed those episodes. If anybody listening hasn't heard them, go check them out. Pretty damn incredible. I know. Those are fun episodes to do. <laughs> and honestly, man, I'm really excited to do this one with you. This this was an episode that you felt very passionate about. You wanted to do this one. I didn't even have this on the calendar at first. This was you just like, hey, we don't have a bonus episode for July. Can we do this? And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. So before we talk about that, real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcast or whichever app you chose to listen to us on a drops quick rating and review. Really does help us out in terms of visibility so that the show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing, and if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexax and Zanku. So what are we doing today? What, what is this? What was that excellent music we heard there at the beginning? <laughs> what indeed? What are we doing today? So yeah, we are talking about the soundtrack to the recently released uh, I'd call this an indie game, right? Def- definitely a indie. Publisher. Definitely indie and not even out for a week yet. Nope. Uh, released on July 13th. Was, By the time you're listening Gravity. to this, it'll been out for a week. Yes. But for us, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so it's called Gravity Circuit. And every time I think about this game, the first thing that pops in my head is Gravity Rush, even though I never played that game. Uh, <laughs> Great because, soundtrack. You know, Gravity. But yeah, fantastic soundtrack. And you had a lot of fun with that game, too. I sure did. But this is a very, very different style of oh, game. Yeah. This is a, a retro throwback, has several times actually during playing uh, reminded me of how I first felt playing Shovel Knight. Um, okay, okay, I could see it. I wouldn't put it quite on the same level as Shovel Knight in, it's not in as most good. cases. No, it's not as good as Shovel Knight. Still very good, however. 
it is still very good. I mean, yes. saying something's not as good as Shovel Knight. Is like, no, absolutely. You know, yes. that's uh, it's uh, it's really really good. And and I don't um, think uh, they're comparable games at all. To be fair. I really don't. It's just the fact that it's kind of a retro throwback and yeah. that it's a, it's a side-scrolling game with Similar pixelated art style. Yes, yeah. Um, but otherwise, they're very different styles, which is, is funny because they have both been com- compared to Mega Man, which neither of them are really like. <laughs> they just they just happen to have some of the same elements. Yes. Gravity Circuit is much closer to Mega Man than Shovel Knight is. Yes, but again, I don't think necessarily even in gameplay. I think that's because of the of the the of futuristic the, like yeah, cyber futuristic, and then the way you theme. move about the different stages, like by selecting yeah. the bosses. Right. Yeah, the select screen definitely is more like Mega Man, uh, whereas you know the Shovel Knight map is more like Mario Three or something like that. But Correct. even in Shovel Knight, you had like the eight bosses that you're fighting against, and the levels themselves Absolutely. were laid yeah. out. In, in that way so but yeah gravity circuits um is uh, an indie game i don't have all of the information pulled up in front of me about you know the developer the the publisher i can um, grab it so maybe you can grab that while i talk about the main reason i wanted us to talk about this uh this soundtrack which is because it is composed by one of my favorite up-and-coming composers dominic Ninmark was actually in my masters of vgm and I've talked about him a few times on the podcast. Yeah, you uh, have. Dominic is a Swedish composer who, um, for a while, was known on YouTube for his Eurobeat covers of popular video game themes. He has a lot of them, like dozens of these Eurobeat covers. Uh, he is also um, a graphic designer in his own right. He designed some of the characters for Gravity Rush. But what's cool about his Eurobeat covers on YouTube is each one of them has a cover uh, featuring Gravity the Rush or Gravity like Circuit. The game. Gravity Circuit. If I do that during the show, please correct me. Yes. Um, Seems like, like I get said. a counter going. <laughs> That's right. But so Nidmark on his YouTube channel, whenever he does one of these Eurobeat uh, covers, he has art featuring the character from the game he's covering uh, with like this really determined look in his eyes and or her eyes. And it's just it's really cool uh, what he's done with that. But he has composed um, Mighty Goose, which is what we played on the Masters of EGM episode. Yeah. A um, couple of games, uh, Bot Vice, Strikey Sisters, Viviette. Blazing Chrome, uh, which was actually was an arcade game in 2021. So that um, may be his most like official so far. Uh, he did, let me see, looks like something called Jenso Club. He is currently uh, working on a game called, oh, what is it? There's one that's coming up and I've, I've been seeing things about it, but now Gravity Rush is like taking over his... Uh, nope, Gravity Circuit. <laughs> Gravity Circuit, there's number two. Gravity Circuit is taking <laughs> over his um, his Twitter. There's one that he is like working on right now, like the game is in development and he's working on it, so he's pretty busy. He's getting even busier. Uh, Vengeful Guardian, Moon Rider is, is one. Oh, okay, uh, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's also a, a shooting game, like a, a side-scrolling shooter that either just came out or is coming out. If you go to his YouTube, you will see it. That's one I recently rec- um, recommended to the Messenger for BGM Journey. But yeah, so he's done a lot of indie work, and but he's only been active on the scene for maybe 10 years. He hasn't been doing this for very long. I just love his stuff, though. Maybe one of my favorite things he's done, maybe my favorite thing he's done is... Uh, the soundtrack for the fan game Mega Man X Corrupted, which yeah, is also still in development. Yeah, that's like your big 
go-to for him. I know that much to be true. Oh, it's it's so good, <laughs> especially especially the sparkling Scorpio stage, uh, the power plant stage from Mega Man X Corrupted is my favorite thing he has ever done. One of my favorite pieces of VGM ever. It's in my top ten, like of all time. So, but yeah, I've talked a lot. Um, we both though have actually played this game now. Yeah, and we you both are picked a little it up. further in it than I am. Why don't I you am. talk a little bit about the gameplay? Uh, yeah, so I made it to the end, and as I said, it is very, very similar in setup to the way that Mega Man works, down to the final stage being similar to like a Wily Castle feel, where there's three separate stages you have to go through. Um, and I think what I was most surprised about going through the stages were not necessarily how different they are, because a lot of them do feel kind of similar, but they all utilize one specific mechanic to get you ready for that particular boss. And I know Mega Man did that at times, but I feel like this game does that just a little bit better to, you know, like if you're, say, going for the boss that's more centered around electricity, the entire stage, you'll have platforms that are continuously being shocked by lightning by various enemies that you only see in that stage. And that is something that's cool, too. The, the enemies are, are very unique to the stages. There doesn't seem to be that many repeats outside of a few different types. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of different ways that you can play this game, because unlike Mega Man, where you, you know, defeat a boss and you get some sort of new ability or power up or something to utilize in additional stages to make it easier here when you defeat one of the circuits is pretty much what they are um you get the option to purchase some of the abilities that they were using during the fight with them and there's a character in your hub there's one central hub that you can go back to after each stage it's where you you know pick where you want to go next but there's a bunch of robots that you can talk to in there and your hub will gradually fill up over time because there are hidden robots in each stage there's eight in each stage one of the stages actually has seven because the eighth is a dog um <laughs> yeah and some of those characters not all of them but some of those characters that you find are named characters that will appear in your hub and talking to them adds additional lore. Some of them will even add, you know, aspects to do in your hub. Like there's a kid that you save that adds like a basketball hoop to the room on the ground floor on the far right. And when you talk to him, he spawns a ball and you can kind of like kick it up in the air and try to get it through the hoop just for fun. Oh, that's what that is. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and it just makes. I haven't a little... unlocked the kid yet. I just have the. Hoop. Okay, yeah, and, and it, <laughs> it makes a little noise when you kick the ball through it. I don't know. It's kind of funny, but serves no purpose, at least that I found. Um, outside of unlocking, like his, you know, each character that you talk to gives you one of one of those little currencies or energy things or whatever that you use. Um, when you do that, you get one of those, but that's really it. But the surprising thing to me that this game had was some pretty challenging platforming, especially in the last stage that is comparable to the Wily Castle area. And you have a hookshot as Gravity Star. Yeah. His name is Kai. You have a hookshot as Kai, and you have to utilize that hookshot pretty regularly the further you get into the game to, say, latch onto a moving platform and then move up and down the hookshot to avoid spikes and incoming projectiles. Um, you will have to swing back and forth to try to latch onto additional platforms while avoiding lasers. 
I'm telling you, man, when you get to these final stages, it's it's pretty hellacious. It's the most challenging that I've felt. And I breezed through the rest of this game. I didn't find the actual eight boss stages very challenging. I think the, the one that took me the longest was about 45 minutes of getting through it. But everything else I finished in about a half hour or less. Um, oh, okay. So I have flown through this game, but... Which which of the bosses was do you think was the hardest for you? Um, and not just the boss, but the stage. Yeah, the actual stage. Probably, if I'm remembering correctly, it was Wave Circuit. Okay. And I think okay is that the one that is the um. I haven't been there yet. It sounds okay. to me like that one would be underwater. It's um, not. It's not. Or on the water. <laughs> it's not. Um, it's, if it's okay. the one I'm thinking of, it's it takes place kind of like in in a club setting. Oh, um, interesting. And there's speakers all along the wall that you're like kind of platforming. So up it's and like down. sound wave. Okay. Yes. Yes. And cool. the actual fight itself that makes has sense you dodging the boss's sound name waves. is the boss's name is Medley. Correct. So yes. that makes sense. Okay. So I think that's the the one that really gave me the most trouble. And then there was another one that I don't remember the name of the boss, but when you fight him, there's six platforms in the room and only like one or two of them will be safe and the rest of the room will fill up with spikes. Okay. Um, that might be, that's probably Cypher Circuit. Or, the Cypher Circuit? Okay. Yeah, that's probably that Because I haven't, I haven't seen that boss and I haven't been to Cypher Circuit yet. So the four that I have beaten so far, uh, I have beaten, well, you know what? We'll talk about it as we get there. Okay. Um, yeah, because you, will say you picked soundtrack. every track on this episode today. I had nothing to do with this one. I'm just along for the ride. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that. And I will say this soundtrack is 45 tracks long. Now, it's granted, a lot of those are like 10 second tracks, like the introduction for each of the, the circuits or um, like the the title screen actually is only 10 seconds, which is why we started with the opening cinematic for Correct. this. Uh, for this. Also, because the opening cinematic, I really it's not too long. You can tell it like tells a story. Um, it's got a really good sound to it. And. I like that Ninmark was really leaning into his strengths for this soundtrack. If you listen to Mighty Goose, uh, it's got more, a little more of a cinematic sound to it. But this is just like straight up that that European sort of techno electronic club sound, and he takes it in different directions. Like some of the tracks are a little heavier. Some of them are a little more upbeat. Some are a little bit groovier. Uh, you'll especially hear this when we get into our middle two blocks, which are where we play the six circuit tracks I picked. Yeah. Um, but uh, really, there's not a bad track on the soundtrack. Um, the There are two tracks that I did not bring from the main eight bosses. Uh, the theme of Ray, the optic circuit, and the theme of Medley, the wave circuit that we were just talking about. But I could easily have brought them. I, I, oh, yeah, I they're can't all tell you why pretty fantastic. They're, they're all pretty fantastic, yeah. yeah. Those are just randomly the ones I didn't bring. I'm also going to say this isn't, obviously, this isn't like Breath of the Wild level or Tears of the Kingdom level stuff or Final Fantasy 16 level stuff, but we're still not really going to talk spoilers because this game does have a pretty a pretty decent story to it for a game its size and its length. Um I, I don't know. Uh, I have some suspicions about what's happening at the end of the game and some of the characters I've encountered, but I don't know anything for sure. Except you'll find you know, out what, soon what actually. you're told at the beginning. Yeah, you'll find yeah. out soon. You find so, out before you get to the end. 
Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So, or at least you start yeah. getting hints that you can pick up on. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that more as we get into the circuits themselves. But my first block is actually going to be some stuff from earlier in the game. So, what do you say, man? You want to go ahead and get started? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Starting out my first block. Oh, hey, and um, I'll starting I out the episode. So. You have every block. Uh, that's right. Um, <laughs> Gravity Circuits was released on July 13th, 2023. Everything that you are going to hear today was composed by Dominic Nenmark. Indeed. We're going to uh, start out by listening to File Select from Gravity Circuit. Next up, we are going to listen to Gravity Circuit, the theme of Kai from Gravity Circuit.
Closing out our first block, we're going to listen to Wrecker Tank, the opening stage boss, once again from Gravity Circuit. We are first listening to File Select from Gravity Circuit. And uh, so this first block is all from early in the game. And I wanted to really showcase some of the different things that Nenmark does. Because I think each of these three tracks is similar to some other tracks in the game. And it shows kind of the range that he is capable of. But uh, first off, File Select. What do you think of this little track, bud? Dude, it's so chill. Like, it's not your... Okay, it kind of is. It reminds me of a synthy version of, like, the Legend of Zelda file select music, right? Okay, um, yeah. Because because the Legend of Zelda... And, and this is going to come up again later. And I want to see if you can tell where this comes up later. Um, it's a different beat, but I feel like it's very similar just with that synth overlaying with the okay. notes. Uh, and again, a very similar concept from The Legend of Zelda will come up later. I want to see if you can pick out where. Okay. I'm, I'm very glad you picked that track later on in the episode for that reason, even though I don't think you might have picked it for that reason. Uh, yeah, I don't think so because I don't know what you're talking about. So I'm excited to get there so <laughs> <laughs> to talk about it. But yeah, I mean, you really kind of laid it out. I, I this is not a very complex track, and I knew no. that when I picked it. Um, and so, but it's but it's really good. Like it's really solid. It's uh, 
it, it's atmospheric in a weird way, but like it, it's low key. Like you're not meant to be on this screen for very long. Yeah. And so it I'm on it for less than two seconds long. when I'm on there. Like I rarely right. hear more than two or three seconds of this track when I boot the game up. Right. And so it's it's perfect for that. Like, you know, um, it, you either want to have a short loop like the Mega Man X map screen, which is, you know, that classic do, 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 um, or something like this. It's more ambient and you can't even really tell when it loops. <laughs> so, right. um, but yeah, uh, so you were going to look up some of the, like the details about yeah. the mm-hmm. game, like the developer and stuff. Um, and then we talked for 15 minutes, so I figured we could wait until now. Uh, so, yeah, why don't you talk a little about that? <laughs> so it was actually developed by a small studio that goes by the name of Domesticated Ant Games. And this is the only game that they've done. So this is their debut game. It was published by PID Games or PID Games, however you want to say it. Uh, they don't have a pretty extensive catalog themselves either. Uh, they've obviously pu- uh, published a few things, but very small games they did um let's see here things that people would know potentially vernal edge uh which came out earlier this year that i think seb was into they also published there was another one i saw that i think people would recognize uh yes two years ago in december of 2020 they published alba a wildlife adventure okay And I know that was on Switch and and did okay, but they've probably published less than 20 games themselves. So these are two very small studios that put this out. Well, that's really impressive that this was the first outing for the developer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Uh, super cool. Yeah, this does not feel like a freshman effort at all. Right. And I will say the game is not expensive. It is currently on a launch, you know, week sale. But by the time you guys are hearing this, it is over. That sale concludes in like 15 hours. Um, but the regular price of the game on Steam is 17 bucks. It's not expensive, and you can get a bundle with the soundtrack that we're listening to for the complete soundtrack for $22. Uh, on Switch, this game is 20 bucks, and I will say that if you play your Switch a lot on the go, uh, this is a good game. Are you playing on Switch? For the Switch. I am not. I got it on Steam because okay. I wanted, uh, I like, I, I felt like this game was going to have things like, the, you know, the achievements and things like that, and I, I really like that aspect of Steam, so I got it on Steam. Did you get the soundtrack um, bundle too? Because it's literally a dollar more. I didn't, but only because I got the soundtrack on Bandcamp. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, you you directly supported him then instead of doing it through Steam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which uh, I like to do when I can, but obviously if you're going to buy the game on Steam, you know, it's a it's a better deal to uh, to buy the soundtrack there as well. If you want to buy the soundtrack on Bandcamp, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, The Gravity Circuit original soundtrack is... um, (laughs) <laughs> it says I own this, so I can't tell how much it is. Um, it's I, probably, I, I think spent... it's $5, because I think I looked it up. It's either like okay, 5 and or I 6 think bucks. I actually, I bought it for 10 because I wanted to throw a little extra money his way. But, uh, okay. but yes, it's, uh, I think you're right. That sounds right. And it's also a really good price for this, this oh, yeah. length of soundtrack. Um but this game is is really really polished. I didn't. I haven't come across any like glitchiness or any like game design flaws. No, so nor far. have I. Nor have I. Um, Which it's is not. It's not a complex something. game. Yeah, it's it not. is. It is. But but it is. You know, it's more complex than some games that I have run into those issues with. So right. Um, it it runs really smoothly. The character animation is just good enough. This looks like it could have come out on Super Nintendo. Um, and based on it my experience, it looks like it could have, but I don't know that it could yeah. have. <laughs> I don't think so either. Uh, I think it's doing a little bit more complex stuff. 
the soundtrack itself, I think, is a good example of that because this sounds like a Super Nintendo soundtrack, but with a little bit of extra juice. And I right. feel like the game feels like that as well. Kind of like Shovel Knight was it like it fit our memory of what a really good NES game felt like, even though it really did more than that. This game feels like a good SNES game. Um, right. I feel like just based on how the characters are, like the story so far and how the game runs, if this had come out on the SNES, it would probably be one of my favorite games from from what I remembered. Uh, okay. Because I would have that nostalgia aspect, you know? Because it's a very solid game. I uh, really like the characters I've encountered so far. Especially Kai, as we move into Gravity Circuit, which is the theme of Kai and also nice his... I guess his title. Thanks. It was completely by accident. Um, I just realized I'd been talking at the same time as I brought him up. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Kai is a really cool protagonist character. He's he is. got just the right level of personality to, like, where you can still be, like, he's still a good window character for you, but he also isn't just, like, a blank slate. <laughs> and, he, and he looks like a Power Ranger, but pretty much all the characters do, so. They pretty much do, yeah. Uh, he is a, he's a red robot. Yeah, uh, so he's that's, the Red that's Ranger. More like Zero than uh, than X, I will say. And that also, this game feels more like Mega Man X than Mega Man in it the platforming does, because yes. you can wall jump and things like that. Yes, um, which I love, by the way. I love like, even absolutely thinking back to the messenger, the game, not the person, right? Being able to like scale up the walls and stuff, I always thought was cool. Yeah, and actually, I think I described to somebody that this game feels like. If the uh, if the folks who made the messenger made a Mega Man game, this yeah. is what it would feel like. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, but man, you said that you really like this theme, Kai's theme. I do, man. It's such a good, and this is the also we should mention right this the music that plays in like the introductory stage, which is the stage that you get into when you first start the game before you even start selecting what gra- what circuit you're going to go after for the boss. Um, Right. It's such Kinda a like dope stage Mega one. X. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that highway stage Correct. before you get started. Yeah. And and honestly, this kind of feels like that, right? Very upbeat, up-tempo. I could honestly see this in a level that was side-scrolling on a highway or in a car or something like that. It would fit. So For sure. I wonder if that maybe was an inspiration. It probably was. Um, but this is such a dope stage one theme. And it really gets you going and kind of paints a good picture of what to expect from all these other circuit themes that you hear throughout the game. Because although they're very different, they also are very similar to this in that they're not rocking. But I don't know. It's kind of synth rock, right? A little bit. I, guess. I would say synth rock. I think <laughs> yeah. they would all fit in that synth rock uh Genre, but then within that, like I said, some are more heavy, some are more groovy. Um, but this is a good middle ground. It's like it's like the Red Ranger of the themes, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's like the, yeah. the 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 basic middle, you know. This is the one, kind of like Mario is in Mario Kart. It's kind of it's it's, yeah. it's the the baseline. That's what I'm looking for. Um, which I feel like Kai is as well. Kai is kind of vanilla at the beginning the one thing that seems to single him out is his hook shot uh which is a very unique mechanic that i both love and am frustrated by it's um, cool <laughs> that you can use it to grab the enemies and throw them absolutely i that's, love that part. that's so cool and you i actually utilize that a lot like to clear obstacles in my way <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes i will also say the opening stage felt really good i contend that the opening stage of Mega Man X uh, that that ruined highway stage 
is from a game design standpoint, one of the most perfect introductory stages ever made. Okay. Because without having giving you any like text tutorial stuff, it shows you everything you need to do to play the game. Uh, like there's a part where this big bee drone, uh, you're like fighting it and it falls and breaks the floor. So in order to get out of there, uh, you have to utilize the wall jump. And so that's how you learn to do the wall jump because that wasn't really much of a thing in Mega Man games before. And I love games that do that, where it just kind of tells you, like shows you what to do, puts you in a situation, you figure out how to get out rather than, you know, the text walls of here's how you do this one thing. <laughs> right. Um, I feel like this game does that pretty well. Uh, yeah, they're built in tutorials without telling you it's a tutorial, which is kind of cool. Right, absolutely. And one of those things as well uh, that I think sets you up for, you know, a, a pretty moderate moderate challenge for an average gamer is the boss of the, the main stage, the Wrecker Tank. Yeah. Um, and in true Mega Man fashion, it's an oversized boss. Uh, most of your bosses in Mega Man X were like this, uh, bigger than than the, the regular bosses that you fight, which are a little bit closer to your size. And uh, but just a cool, a cool concept, not a very challenging boss. Once you know, you know what to do. It's all about pattern recognition, like learning. Yeah, that's how all they the bosses in this game. Correct. Exactly. Which, again, Mega Man through and through in that in that regard. Um, but man, I love this theme. It's so like it starts it's so out so cool, dude. Yeah, yeah. it's so cool at the start. <laughs> Very and then it cool. just settles into that that rockin' boss groove that we've all come to know so well. Yeah, yeah. This is a really, really fun opening boss theme. Um, not one of my favorite boss themes. I mean, uh, there are some really good ones later on in the soundtrack, and I think we're playing a couple of them. Um, but the melody in this particular one, that do-do-do-do-do-do, when it gets into like what you would consider maybe the chorus area of this song, I uh -huh. really like that part. Yeah. It's such a fun, Definitely. fun yeah. little part. Definitely so. And... Um, I really like that, uh, again, everything kind of flows organically. This game really reminded me a lot of Mega Man X in the story beats and the way things kind of come together. Um, the uh, After you beat the record tank, you kind of move to the right, like you do, yeah. and you find this robot on the ground being intimidated by this other, you know, like, tough-looking robot. And come to find out, the one that's doing the intimidating is named, uh, gosh, uh, Cable. His name is Cable, and he's a green robot. Oh, I was going to say that. That's why I was kind of fumbling there. I had something on my brain, and then I was saying something else. Did you notice anything about, like, the color palette in this game? Um, no. Every object is one single color with just like black lines. There is there is not any there are no heterochrome objects in this game. So like zero is red and white and green and you know has got blonde hair. Um, Kai is just red with and white with black lines. All of the objects, all the platforms, all the enemies are just one primary color. Um, so I guess that I, way, yeah, it, I guess that's true, and that just didn't like actually jump out to me. Like that's not something I picked up on. It's not something I noticed until I, I think I was reading through some of the like reviews and, and things like that before I bought the game because uh, I wanted to see what platform to get it on. And I um, I know, but somebody pointed that out. And that is actually kind of similar to like the Super Game Boy. Did you ever have that when you were growing up? I did not. So the Super Game Boy was it was a Super Nintendo cartridge that you could plug a Game Boy cart into, kind of like the Sonic and Knuckles cartridge on the Genesis. OK. And you could play it on your Super Nintendo on the TV. 
And some games, like Donkey Kong uh, 94, uh, had their own, like, built-in color palettes. And, like, Link's Awakening DX had a built-in color palette. But some games, like the older games, you could kind of assign your own color palette to, and it made everything a certain color. And so this kind of reminded me of something on the Super Game Boy with regard to how it looks. The, the art itself is more polished than most Game Boy art. Pretty much all Game Boy art. But the, the chromaticism is really kind of cool. Anyway, uh, Cable is a green robot who is standing over this other kind of different looking green robot who's looking really scared. And uh, Cable uh, interacts with Kai and uh, Kai seems to recognize him. And in the opening cinematic, really briefly, you find out that there was this big fight a long time ago and this virus army invaded this like civilization of robots. And the circuits were like the heroes. They were the, you know, they, they were the special ops. And so they went in, fought the virus army, but only Kai survived. And he was in a coma, basically. So this is the first time he's seeing Cable since that happened. And this is years and years and years later after he's woken up because the virus army came back. Um, so Cable and Kai have this little brief interaction. And then Cable, you know, poofs out. And you find out that the robot he was intimidating is the colonel. He's the leader of, like, the guardian forces or whatever. And <laughs> he's a real pompous gas bag. He's, he's funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, he welcomes you into, you know, the, the guardian, the headquarters. And uh, that's how that he takes you to the hub where you find out, like, where all the other circuits are and you go to the different levels. Yeah. And so that's how you the first have, level yeah, ends. Yeah, you fast travel around by talking to him. Yes, yeah, so it's pretty cool, pretty cool. And then, as Brian mentioned uh, in the last talking block, after as you beat some of the bosses, you will unlock more and more NPCs in the hub, the Guardian HQ hub. And, um, yeah, uh, I guess at this point, it's, you know, we can start uh, playing some of that circuit music since we've been talking about them. Do you have anything else before we jump into our next block? Uh, no, no, I think we're ready, and we have actually two full blocks coming up. Uh, obviously, we just got, you know, blocks of three, but we'll have six tracks that are all bosses, which is kind of cool. That's right, and like I said, the two I left out, they were just randomly left out. There was no reason. They're just as good, so I do encourage people to go seek out the soundtrack. Buy it if you can afford it. Uh, I really, you know, think then Mark should uh, get some recognition for this so uh but even if not go check it out we're gonna start things out by um uh listen to a pretty cool track i I like this one a lot um this one's kind of groovy if i remember it correctly but we're gonna listen to the patch circuit theme this is the theme of trace from gravity circuit
Next up, we're going to listen to Cooler Circuit, the theme of Blade from Gravity Circuit.
closing out our second block, we're listening to Power Circuit, theme of cable from Gravity Circuit. first talking about patch circuit the theme of trace once again the the circuit is like the official title of the character whose name is you know yeah. so this is trace who is the patch circuit as you're you're playing as kai the gravity circuit and man um this is a, this is a, a fun a fun track i'll say that this is probably the most fun i think of the 
the boss themes. Yeah, you said when we kicked to this block that uh, it was kind of groovy and, and funky, and it is. It absolutely is. And I don't know what that like main instrument is supposed to be simulating there. It almost kind of sounds like it's emulating a theremin almost. Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. But I know it's probably not. However, I like it, and I think it adds a lot to this track. I mean, if we were seeing it in concert, it would just be some some chick behind the keys, you know. Probably, yeah. Just and then you got that synth flute keys. coming in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, this is this is a really really fun track. Which it's interesting because the character is like this black and white almost. Like I compared it to Raven in the Teen Titans. It's got this cloak and uh, this uh, this like D pad on, on yeah. the forehead. I, I'm a, um, I kind of want to say her because Trace sounds like a more feminine name, but you know you never know. So yeah, you um, never know. But Tracer from Overwatch was a girl, so it's possible. There you go. There you go. Um, but man, I love the snare drum in this track, and just the, the drums all around have been really cool so far. I think the drums are like the standout instrument in all of these, outside of the synths, obviously. But obviously, the, yeah. The, the drums just go so hard in pretty much the entire soundtrack. Like they stand out above everything else and it's good that they do because they're excellent but you can just tell like um i don't know how old uh Nenmark is uh lo- he looks like he's around 30 maybe give or take five years because you know <laughs> but uh he's he's shaves his head so you can't really tell by hair color how old he looks but Fair. um yeah. uh, and he doesn't have a beard so he looks younger than he probably is but you can tell that he is a fan of 80s music because this man Man, just just so good. Yeah, it absolutely is. It, do, it does have a very '80s pop feel to it. You're right. It does. So I haven't I haven't uh, fought this one yet. I did fight the first one, which we did not. Uh, we have not. We're not playing on this episode. Uh, decent track. That that stage plays. It's got some things in it that remind me of Quick Man Stage from Mega Man 2, but um, <laughs> uh, but I have fought the next two bosses whose tracks we're going to play. Okay. And the next one is actually, I think, your favorite of it the is. boss tracks. It is, yeah. Not necessarily my favorite fight in the game or even stage or boss. Uh, this, is, this is your icy area. And what I really like about this track is that you do get that feel from this track. It sounds like an icy track or even like a cold track. Um, Absolutely. What, what sticks out to me, dude, this this track is such a vibe. It's slowed down. You know, the BPMs went way down for this particular track compared to the rest of the soundtrack, or at least most of the rest of the soundtrack. And the bass drum here just freaking hits so hard. I love this. And I fell in love when I first jumped into this. Day. I immediately messaged you on Discord. I was like, dude, this is incredible. <laughs> like, this is such a vibe. Which which helped me narrow down the choices. So then I knew I had to bring this one. <laughs> but yeah, if you're listening in your car, definitely turn up your subwoofer for this one. Uh, it's it's got a really nice beat to it. I just beat this stage, and it was a lot of fun. And um, like you said, the stage itself kind of uh, gets you ready for the boss fight. And this one, there are icicles like all over the place that fall from the ceiling. And you figure out pretty quickly that you can grab them with your hook shot and then throw them at enemies. Yep. But if you touch them, you get frozen in a block of ice. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So when you're fighting the boss, you know to avoid those projectiles, but that when he makes those icicles, you can grab them and then throw them at throw him them when at you have him. an opening. Yep. Um, which is helpful because he's a flying robot. And so you have to kind of, you can't just charge him and you know, beat him up. <laughs> so, yeah. 
man. Yeah, this one, like I said, this this fight, again, it's not one of my favorite fights in the game in terms of the actual circuits that you go against, but this is by far my favorite actual track on the soundtrack. Like, it's yeah. it's so good. And this is kind of like the uh, the Storm Eagle fight, right down to the tornadoes that he creates at one point. <laughs> Which are annoying because they're very hard to dodge. I just let it hit they me both really times are. he did it. Yeah, because exactly. I didn't know what else to exactly. do. Like so. I couldn't avoid it without jumping. Well, I guess maybe you could jump off and hang on the side, but I don't know if that would work. Oh yeah, that's true. That is true. I think you could do that. Yeah. One other thing I like is the checkpoints in this game. That's Me too. a modern, you know, innovation that is definitely helpful. I would hate to have to go back to the beginning of these stages. Um, yeah, and the checkpoints allow you to fully heal up too, as long as you spend some currency. Exactly, yeah. And I, I like that that's an option. They don't like automatically heal you. So for people who want to try to challenge themselves, they don't. They can. Oh yeah, I healed um, myself every and, time. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I uh, I'm I'm about getting getting through this one. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> and there is a checkpoint before the boss. Before every, every level, boss, which yep. is yes, which is man, man, I love that. Very helpful. Because <laughs> some of them took me several so. tries. Yeah, for sure. Now, Cooler actually, um, or Blade, I guess is his name, the Cooler Circuit boss, which is the one we've been talking about. I don't think I actually said that, but Blade, the Cooler Circuit, only took me a couple of tries. But these other ones, I think, took me three or four tries each. Yeah, just to learn the pattern and figure out when you should jump in for the attack and when you should move, exactly. When I fought Cooler, I actually got myself in the mindset of slowing down, watching his patterns, figuring him out. But, uh... Yeah, next, I think we're actually moving into the first of the circuits that you encounter because he's the one threatening the colonel. This is Cable, the power circuit. And, man, I just love this. You pointed out what we're listening. This is probably the most, like, straight Eurobeat oh, yeah. track. Oh, yeah. 100%. At least of bosses. everything we've played on the episode so far. But I think just in the soundtrack in general, this one to me is probably the most Eurobeat that we hear. Well, and the Eurobeat is based heavily on, you know, that like, you know, I associate the sound with Ace of Bass, you know, that like driving electronica. Yeah. Um, and, Ace you know, it's a power plant. This is he's the electric boss master. So uh-huh. uh, <laughs> so it makes sense. And, you know, like you said, this stage has uh, different things that can electrify the platforms you're standing on. So you have to learn how to, like, avoid that. And that is exactly what he does when you fight him. So, yes. again, really good stage design. Now, his his ability when he's electrifying the platforms are very easy to maneuver around. It's the same pattern every single time. I wish it would have been switched up a little bit. That would have made it more fun. Yeah, I can hear that. I can I can feel that. Um, yeah, I feel like... Uh, Ray, the um, the guy with the beams, I think his was like switched up a little bit more. So it was a little you had to watch him a little closer. But. Yes. Yeah. His hit. They did the same pattern each time, but where they showed up on the screen was different. Yeah. Whereas Ray just kind of they, you know, start on the outside, kind of work their way in and then back out. And it is a little bit easier to dodge. But um, I said, Ray, um, what's his name? Cable power circuit. Um, but gravity rush. I really like the, <laughs> right, I really like the designs of the, uh, I keep wanting to call them robot masters, but the circuits, everybody looks so unique, even though they're all just robots. They're not like animals, you know, um, like in Mega Man X, but everybody looks so unique and they, they look like what they're designed, I think, to look like. Uh, um, Crash, the in the warehouse, he's supposed to be this big burly robot and he looks fast. He's, and he's the one that has the, he's the one that has the drill bit arm, right? He's got the drill, yeah. Um Cable has uh, you know horns that like the outside look kind of like lightning. Um But he also has like, like an, Edis- an, Edis- an Edison like 
What are those things on a light bulb yes. called? Like a filament kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, like an Edison yeah. filament yeah. as a right arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Cooler has a big fan on his back that works like a propeller. Like we've already talked about, Patch has the cross on her forehead, so like a nurse. Um, there's a robot in a stage where I think you're like on a highway and like doing a high-speed chase, and he, he's a fast robot. Um, Cypher looks like this crazy like Cybertronic forearm thing with this weird weird eye and uh, so yeah they they just they all look really unique. And, Wave um, has speakers as shoulders. I don't know if you noticed that. Yep, yep. <laughs> and then um, Bits uh, has these like like laser cannon things as shoulder pads. <laughs> looks super super eighties actually. So, but yeah, just man, I, I'm I I want to jump back in this game as soon as we get done. So bad. I'm having. I- might fin- I might this. finish it tonight. Like I said, I'm literally on stage three of, of the last section. Like, that's the final boss stage once I get through that. And I haven't even tried it yet. Like, I just had finished stage two right before AEW Dynamite started tonight. So that's why I say <laughs> Right. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, so you did finish the stage. Yeah, you mentioned that it yeah, was really I hard. Fi- I finished stage two. I am literally back in the hub. So it sends you back to the hub after the first part of the final stage and then the second part as well. Okay. Um, so I'm back in the hub, ready to go to stage three of the final area, which should be, to my understanding, based on the soundtrack, because I listened to the whole thing, and just the way it's set up, that should be the stage where the final boss is in. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, before we start talking about Indeed. the final stage tracks, we have another block of circuit tracks to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next, we're actually going to move to that high-speed uh, one that I was talking about. This is going to be the theme of BIT, the shift circuit, once again from Gravity Circuit.
Next up, we're going to listen to Brake Circuit, the theme of Crash from Gravity Circuit. Closing out our third block, we're going to listen to Cypher Circuit, the theme of Hash from Gravity Circuit.
coming back in. We are talking about the theme of bit from the shift circuit stage. And, uh, man, <laughs> you said this sounds like an upbeat, like high-speed chase, and you were not lying. Yeah, you haven't done this one yet? I have not. This one, I think, was next on my list. Okay, this is my favorite in terms of gameplay for the actual stages. I mean, if you couldn't tell, it is a moving stage, kind of like the highway theme from Mega Man Zero that we were talking about, or Mega Man X, sorry, earlier that we were talking about. Um, it is, like, mo it's not necessarily on a highway it's not necessarily like cars it almost feels like platforms on a on a digital train almost as it kind of moves you know across the screen and the main gameplay of this is there will be hoverboards that you have to jump on that'll take you oh, over wow. spikes and like to other carts or cargo things that are moving that you then have to platform across to get to the next thing to take you to the next section okay um it's very very fun kind of hard at times at least in certain areas maybe not like overall hard but there will there was a few times where I was like, well, damn, what do I do next or where do I go? And then I would find a hoverboard <laughs> like the very top of one of the, the platforms that I skipped. That'll take me to the next area. Um, right. Very, very cool stage and a fun boss fight as well, actually. Yeah, I can't, you know, say anything about the stage because, like I said, I haven't haven't played it yet. The uh, But Bits is the first of two robots who have an overture as well uh, on the soundtrack. And I was really curious what that meant. So I, I looked up a full playthrough of the game and kind of, you know, moved forward until I could tell this was the stage that the guy was on. And uh, so bit stage and another stage we'll talk about in a minute have kind of an introductory area before the stage really gets going. Yeah. And that's where the overture comes in. So it's almost like a, a pre-stage theme. Um, and... Uh, so if you see that on the soundtrack, that that's what's going on. But. It is weird that they only gave that to two of the gra of the circuits, though. Like that's kind of weird. You know, I wonder though, like if it's because when because Nenmark was involved in the development of this game too, he wasn't just the composer. Okay. Um, so I wonder if when he saw the way these stages work, like in this one, you're in just a normal platforming stage before you get on you know, like the train. Correct. And maybe he just felt like that early stage didn't warrant this kind of music. That's possible, and yeah. so after the fact, he just decided to make a new theme for the other one. And, you know, only two of the stages have that sort of two-part structure. So, right. um, but it's interesting. I wonder what it would have been like for the other ones if, uh, if they'd done something like that. And the overtures only last, they're not as long as the, like the main boss themes or the main stage themes. They're like, I think a minute and a half, two minutes long a piece. Mm -hmm. They're definitely way Yeah, shorter. because you're not in those, those parts of the stage for as yeah. long. Yeah. So, um, and now we're, we're going to skip over the, uh, the theme of medley, the wave circuit, which in retrospect is funny because as Brian has mentioned, that's actually <laughs> like music themed. Yes. <laughs> But just happened to be left out, and um, again, not because it's any worse than any of the ones we played. It's actually a really cool theme in and of itself. Uh, pretty groovy, kind of like the patch circuit. Yeah, very theme. club feel to that one, which again makes sense to the fight when you get to Medley's like actual boss room. But we're actually going to move into the heaviest of the boss themes, yeah. with the theme of Crash from Break Circuit. Now, this is the first stage that I beat, and um, I really like Crash. He's a cool guy. He's got kind of a cowboy feel, and even his uh, like his helmet has almost a cowboy hat shape. Um, 
but he's got a he's got a drill on his arm, and he is occupying a mine in the it game. Reminded uh, me more of a samurai hat. Oh, that is interesting. I see that. Maybe it's because I'm from Texas, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I see that with like the grills on the side of his face yeah. being like an extension of the helmet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, he's also this big burly dude. I think he, he's the biggest he's of the circus. Definitely. I think. The biggest or the second biggest, because the one with like the, like the thrusters on his shoulders is also pretty bulky. Yeah, that one is Ray. He's uh, the top left on the on the select screen. Um, his body isn't as big. He's got those big thrusters that make him look bigger. But uh, I think if you take him off, kind of like a you know football player when he takes off his shoulder pads, yeah. he, he like seems to shrink. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um, but Crash is, he's a big dude. He's also a really fun boss fight, too, because, you know, he his is. is the one that is, like, in the mine area. That's why he has that drill bit. Um, and his fight, like, he's constantly knocking down the ceiling onto you and you have to dodge. But then he also will eventually, like, disappear into the rocks or the dirt or whatever, like, using his drill. And he throws down these boxes at you where you have to, like, stand in the right spot on this conveyor belt to not get hit and then destroy the boxes before more fall down or else you get crushed. So it's kind of fun. Yeah, and I didn't even, I didn't see those as boxes. I saw them as like like square boulders. <laughs> yeah, maybe they are. Maybe they are. I really don't know what they're meant to be. I just thought they and were And those boxes. actually show up, uh, those show up in the stage as well. They do. They fall down mm -hmm. on conveyor belts yeah, and you have to do. fight your way through them. So again, more good game design like you talked about because they show up Preparing in, in you the bus stage. Correct. And, yep. Exactly. And yeah, and, and this again, uh, his... Uh, you know, the boxes, the b big box boulders are a little harder to avoid than uh, Cable's power circuit. Um, and so... Oh, yeah, I got hit quite a few times when I was first trying to yes. figure this one out. <laughs> and they do some gnarly damage, too, They man. do, um, they do. Because especially if you jump in, I was going to say, especially if you take him on first. Yeah, so I didn't have, like, the environmental protection that some of the other, uh, yep. other stuff gives you. So, yeah, he was tough. But then the... Then we move into another circuit who I have not fought as we start talking about the theme of hash in the cipher circuit. And I know this has something to do with hacking. This is the other robot that has like an introductory part of his stage. And then it looks like you go into this like digital mainframe type. You area. do. This is the one where I was telling you um, that there are, I think it's, it's either four or six platforms on the screen and only one or two of them will be active and the rest get filled by this like virus spiky thing that'll damage you if you're standing on the wrong platform. And this boss creates clones of himself as well uh, because he is in the, the digital mainframe. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. You don't have you to defeat have at the least clones. One good clone boss. Yeah, and you don't <laughs> have to defeat the That's clones. Good. You can just ignore them. They disappear after. Is like it two easy or three to seconds. tell? Oh which yeah, ones the clones. The clones are, are the clones okay. are dark. He's he's lit up in like white, so it's very oh, easy gotcha. to differentiate. Um, and the clones will despawn after they try to hit you once. So there's no need to attack them. When I think of other clone boss fights in in other games, uh, I think one of the classic ones is like in the Ninja Turtles arcade game uh, for ah, the NES, uh, yep. Turtles Two. Yep. Shredder has clones, and you can't tell until you like beat the clone which one you're fighting. Hey, you know what? Might so, have to do some uh, TMNT thing coming up here soon. Maybe you never know. Yeah, I think there's like a movie coming out or something like that. Might be, might be something we should try to capitalize on a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you never know. Hmm. <laughs> what do you think about this uh, digital sounding track? Oh, for, dude, I love hash. this. I love <laughs> this. First of all, I love the name of the character too. You gotta. Well, of you course, know. I had to bring hash for. Yeah, you, know, you gotta bring <laughs> hash. You gotta. Let's shout out Weezer. You know, where's <laughs> my you. Ha where, where's my hash pipe at? 
Um, what a great <laughs> song that is, by the way. Um, Weezer's a great band, especially older Weezer, but their newer stuff's not bad either. Um, it's such a freaking dope theme, dude. Like, it has, you can tell it's very digital in just the way that it sounds. Like, again, kind of like that cooler stage and you can get the feeling that this is cold or icy or whatever, maybe even like winter vibes. This has a digital feel. I don't know if there's like a form of music that you would call like digital outside of just like synth retro wave type stuff, but I feel like there's probably a sub, uh, not a sub genre, a sub genre. Shub. Yeah. <laughs> That is more like digital in nature that probably has a name that I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know the name either. You know, something like Cybertronica or something like that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I like it. Um, but yeah, I, I really, that's why I brought this. You know, as it goes on, it's, um, it is more chill. It's, it feels slower. I don't know if the BPM is actually lower, like, uh, like in the cooler circuit. I think but... this is a bit faster. Not much faster. Probably like maybe 20 or so beats per minute faster. But uh, it's definitely slower than a lot of the other things we hear on the soundtrack. Definitely not as fast as uh, um, the shift circuit. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, uh, what's his name? Bit. Yeah, the, the racing guy. <laughs> you know another thing that, um, and I don't know if you picked up on this at all. Another thing that I really like about the soundtrack and that I think Dominic did, Ninmark did well, and maybe probably not even on purpose, this music reminds me heavily in certain areas of Nihon Falcom and like specifically Ease, more oh. so than Legend of Heroes. That's interesting. What, why, why do you say that? It's something with the synths because Nihon Falcom uses it very consistently in a lot of their tracks. And I think it's just the okay. way that it sounds. Um, I don't know, like... Uh, like, okay, particularly theme of hash. This reminds me of walking around in like the main town areas of Tokyo Xanadu, even another Nihon Falcom game. Okay. Okay. It just has that. I, I can it. hear some of that. Um, uh, I will say I mentioned, I think earlier in the episode, the Orchids. Uh, I did forget to mention that Crash's theme, the, uh, you know, the, the, whatever, the mining yeah. uh, area, the break circuit had a lot of Orchids. This one has, um, they're just kind of spread out a little bit more. Uh, it's definitely synth forward. And I do hear like in some of the melodic choices that he's making in that lead melody, which is very prominent in this track. Um, I do hear some of the same progressions like you might hear in my Ease game that I, I played as Ease Origins. So that's my point of reference for that. Yeah. But I, I hear what you're talking about, though. Which you did an episode with on me on, on this podcast before you that became was a lot an of official, fun. Yeah. yeah, before you became an official co-host. And that's, I think, what spawned us to do the uh, the episode where we compare the Ease 4 soundtracks. Oh, man, that was that was so much fun, too. That, I, that Ease 4 episode is still one of my favorite episodes of any podcast I've ever done. Yeah, it's, and that's that was, was even, so again, fun. before you were on the show, like, permanently. Yep, yes, yeah. it was. That was fun to do. Well, and people, you know, you didn't lose a whole lot of listeners when I joined on, so people seem to have stuck around. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure we've gained, uh, so. Cool. Good deal, good deal. Well, all right, man. Well, you know, we've been through our uh, our, our circuits, our, our robot masters, as it were, or this game's version of them. I guess it's about time to get into that last area, which which is called the Ark. And you start the hearing Ark. a little about this from the NPCs as you go through yep. the game. This uh, is your Wily Castle it's, area. It's this mysterious area that they haven't really been able to explore very much because of the, you know, all the virus army robots that are there. Um and uh, yeah, inevitably, of course, that is where you you end up going for your last round. 
And there, there's a lot of this. Uh, there, there's a track called Anxiety. There's another track called Tension 2 that I feel like maybe like cutscene type tracks. It is. They're, they both are actually, yes. And then each stage in the arc has, you know, a, sta- a stage theme and a separate boss theme. And then you have another cutscene theme and then a boss theme and a final battle boss theme. <laughs> and then you have like the ending run. So... We're going to listen to a few different things here, uh, but we're going to start things off with Legacy, which is Arc Stage 1 Boss, once again, as everything else is on the episode from Gravity Circuit. up we're going to listen to a true hero emerges arc stage two from gravity circuit (laughs) 
closing out our last block, we're going to listen to Architecti Audi Nos, or Final Battle from Gravity Circuit.
Okay, and coming back in from our final block, we are listening to Legacy, or the Arc Stage 1 boss theme. This is, dude, okay. So <laughs> earlier, when I was talking about the file select, I was comparing it to uh, like a slowed down version of how I picture the Legend of Zelda to sound if it had like a synthwave overlay to it. Yep. Listen to the start of this track for me. What does it sound like? Hmm. Yeah. Yep, it sounds like that file select theme, man. No, it sounds like the house theme from Ocarina of Time. Okay, okay. I wasn't going to put your do, 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 It does. Oh my gosh. Same freaking melody. Exact same. 100%. Oh, it is. Note for note. Exact same. Note for note. Man, I don't know how I missed that. That's so good. Note for note. It's the same. That's so cool. Man. Good stuff, dude. But this is such a dope boss theme, dude. Like, um, I've done this one. I'm past it. I'm not going to spoil it because um, this is the stage where you find out who one of those characters is that we were talking about earlier. So, okay, um, it, it's, okay. it makes sense to why this track sounds like it does. Okay. But this is this sounds so cool. I can't wait to get to it. I'm, you know, I only have four more stages to get through and then I'll be at the arc. So, um but yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. This this game has been like a dark horse, like, you know, uh, contender for second best game that I played this year for me so far. Okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have it, but I mean, I play a lot more. I wouldn't have it quite that high. You play a lot more games than yeah. I do. I mean, you play Diablo 4 and Final Fantasy 16. So, I mean, and uh, yeah, but this is... Uh, so best indie game, maybe, you know, non triple A. Yeah, I think I would definitely have it top three right now in terms of like best indie game that I've played this year for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's this is really, really solid. And like me, I I typically will play maybe five or six games a year, not counting little things I like dip in and out of. I, I don't play a whole lot of new games. Right. Um so for me, this is this is really good. Um a lot of games I'll jump in and I'll spend maybe an hour or two. This one I'm going to see through to completion and probably go back and play a little more of. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely replay value in this game because, again, there are at least eight robots to find in each stage. So if you don't find them all, you can you can run simulations of the stages that you've already completed to do them again to see what you've missed. I really like how they how they set that up. Like it's not like you're going back to the actual place, but you're running a simulation. And if you go back and find this thing in the simulation, they'll be able to go back and find them in you know Correct. in in reality. So yep. that's that's a cool detail. Yeah, that they added. Yeah, they made it make sense to the lore, which is cool. Yeah, and then next up from the boss stage of. Uh, <laughs> Um, a boss of Arc Stage 1, we move on to the stage theme for Arc Stage 2. Yeah, one of the stages I spent the longest amount of time in, and the one that I just finished uh, <laughs> earlier today. <laughs> this one gave me so much trouble, and maybe I just suck at this. I mean, I don't think I suck at these kind of games, but this one really, really gave me some struggles with some of the precision-based platforming that was needed. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of the moving platforms. Platforming. A lot of moving mm -hmm. platforms in this one that... Um, you know, do require a bit of not necessarily luck, but again, skill or precision to land on something as it's moving and then jumping from those moving platforms to use your hook shot to swing across to another platform that's moving. <laughs> it's a it's it's a bit yeah. of a challenge. OK, gotcha. 
But is it as bad as the disappearing and reappearing platforms from Mega Man 2 and 3? Uh, no, I would say probably not. <laughs> yeah. I think Mega Man 2 and 3 are significantly harder than Gravity Circuit. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, I really like the... Uh, um, and you mentioned there's a reason, so we're not going to get there into is. why. But I yes. really like the darkness and kind of the element of sadness that's in this underneath that driving beat. And the fact that it follows the boss fight in the first stage of the arc and it's called A True Hero Emerges. There is a reason all of that ties together. That's cool. I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm I'm excited. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you'll appreciate finding that out and, and seeing how it all comes together. I think you will for sure appreciate it. And you that. mentioned that you, you spent a while in this stage. This is also one of the longer tracks. Mm-hmm. Probably by design. That we're going to be listening to. I have yeah. a feeling I'll, I can't be the only one that struggled on this stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the precision platforming and everything. Now, is, is the arc is it's in the sky, right? Uh, it's not really. Um Okay. It, it's in the world, but it's kind of like a, sh- a, a ship almost, like a like a flying, not like a flying saucer, but like a, you know, like a ship that's not Earth-based. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I got that feeling from one of the NPC bots I talked to in, yeah. in the hub. Um, but from but what I can tell, yeah. it's not actually in the sky, unless it takes off at the end. Shit, maybe it does. <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> maybe, but... But yeah, these uh, the names of the stages here, like uh, Destiny is the name of Arc Stage 1, and then Legacy is Arc Stage 1 boss. A True Hero Emerges is the name of Arc Stage 2, and then Simulation Duel is the Arc Stage 2 boss, which I don't want to know anything about, but mm. that sounds really cool. I told you um, that, but that fight uh, is very unique, and it's kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> the the YouTube version of the simulation dual track is only about three minutes long. There is on the you know, the official soundtrack on Bandcamp, the version is like seven minutes long. So I get the feeling there are like different phases that have slightly different themes that uh, yes. maybe he like spliced together. Yes, I don't know. That would, that but, would be um, the case, actually. The, uh, the arc stage three theme is called With the World on Your Shoulders. Mm-hmm. And the arc stage three boss is Final Order. And so, uh, yeah. There's apparently also a cutscene before the Arc Stage Three boss, so you're not quite there yet. So we'll I'm see not. What happens yeah, there. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen there. <laughs> uh, it is almost one a.m., but I have a feeling I could finish this game in about a half hour. I might power through <laughs> and do it because I want to see how it ends. Now that we've been talking about it for like two hours, I want to see how it ends. But then after the Arc Stage Three boss, there is another track called uh, Well, it's the final battle. Yeah, it's called Architecti Audi Nos, which is. Latin for essentially um, hear us architects uh, and for these robots, the architects I'm assuming would be the makers you know, whoever Correct. made Correct, yeah, the creator There, there are no humans in this game, which Correct. is interesting right. Yeah, definitely set in the very very far, unless they unless they used to be humans and they've evolved, but definitely set in the very far future. <laughs> right. But, but this but track man, is final battle sick, theme. dude it's I can't so wait good. to hear this in game I love it's the so like, uh, the simulated choir in the background too, like Oh, you gotta have that, and any any Latin track has to have a choir, and I'm glad <laughs> it's there. And this is like the perfect final boss theme, dude. Liberi Fatali so from good. Final Fantasy VIII. Come on now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. gotta have a choir. If well, it's of a, course, if, one week in Latin, yeah, from Final Fantasy VII. But that's not Latin named. But there are there is Latin in the track, though. There is. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, this is this is really good. Looking forward to whatever whatever this whole end game is. <laughs> yeah, I'm just excited to to hear this one in game and see how it's applied to the final battle. Because you were even asking me like while we were listening to these tracks, if I knew who the final battle was going to be against. And I told you I think I have an idea based on what happens leading up to the arc. But because of the fact that there is a stage three boss before the final battle, I don't know if it's a red herring. So yeah, um, I don't quite know, but I think I know. Well, I think I'm definitely going to jump in and beat the last four, the other four bosses tonight, because that should only take me a couple hours. Yeah, no, it will. It will. It won't take you long. Based on how the other ones... If you don't get stuck, you'll breeze right through it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm averaging about a half hour, 20 minutes to a half hour per boss, so... We'll see. Um, we'll see. Maybe I'll only do two. I'm I'm doing okay despite the uh, despite the slight inebriation. I'm uh-huh. feeling pretty good. Okay. And like you said, I'm fired up, so I want to get a little bit more done and uh, see where this goes. Yeah. Oh, this was a fun episode, man. I'm glad you put this on the calendar. It and was wanted to do this. Thanks, man. I'm glad that you uh, you thought we had room for it. And um, oh, we always have room. Really for glad to showcase yeah. some work from Dominic Minmark. I feel like in five to ten years, we're going to be talking about him the same way we talk about Jay Kaufman now. He needs a major breakout release. Like something needs to he release does. that is super popular that he composed to get his name more in like that mainstream vocabulary of gamers, right? Like people don't outside of video game music podcast circles and like really niche circles. He's probably relatively yes. unknown. Um, yeah, I, I would agree, but that's because agree. he hasn't had a release like shovel Knight or Shantae or anything that like Jake Kaufman, yeah. you know, those games blew or like, up or like Sonic mania with T Lopes, you know, um, I would put him on on level with guys like uh, Olivier Derivier, um, who I think is similarly talented, but See, also I has think, not had. Like, I think a huge... Olivier Derivier blew up after uh, Plague Tale. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I could hear that. But he's, yeah, he he's more mainstream Dominic than Dominic Nimbach for sure. Okay, I would hear that. I, I could hear that. Um, maybe someone like, do you know the name Chris Christodoulou? Sounds familiar. He did uh, Risk of Rain. Okay, yeah, yeah. See, that's similar. Similar that in there, yeah. Risk of Rain, not a huge okay. release, yeah. Right. So, but yeah, I think these guys, if they get a big break, like if they get a game that blows up the way that Shovel Knight did for for Jake or Shantae did for Jake, uh, even Shantae wasn't as big a commercial hit as like Shovel Knight was just a phenomenon, right? Um, and I feel like if they do a sequel to Gravity Circuit that builds on this um, in the same way that like Mega Man 2 built on the original built Mega on, Man. Exactly. I feel like that has the tendency to be like a mainstream, like attention grabbing game. It could be. And as much as Nidmark has been involved in not just the soundtrack, but the development of Gravity Circuit, I feel like if they do a sequel, he's going to be involved. Um, but even if they just do a spiritual successor, I would really love to see more from this team. Yeah. And, um, Always excited to hear the next big thing from Denmark. So, absolutely, yep, mm-hmm. cool man. This was fun. But yeah, we we do still have one more track to talk about. We do uh, pairs nicely with our uh, opening track yep. of the show. <laughs> it does. There are actually three tracks left after the final battle track on the official soundtrack, but. Um, uh, I, I want to save the credits for anybody who actually wants to get there. Of course, you can go just look it up online. But uh, the credits are, it's a really cool track. Uh, there's is. also a track called Farewell that I feel like must be like a final cutscene. That's really cool. But instead, uh, the track that's going to close this out is the ending track of the game, which 
It's just really cool. Like you said, pairs very well with that opening cinematic track. Very slow. And um, yep. very slow, very chill. Very, very chill. Very 80s kind of ballad. Yes, very much so, which is why I was glad you went with this as the closer because you were considering that farewell track. I do think this is the better of the two for sure. Yeah, definitely got a little more going on. Um, for sure. It's more emotional. And, Absolutely. Uh, and I love that. Yeah. Being named Beyond the Stars, I wonder if the arc does take off, dude. Man, yeah. Yeah, mm. I wonder. It could. That's interesting. Man, yeah, I got to get to the end of this game soon, find out what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is a good way to close everything out. Slow it back down. You know, we slowed it down at the beginning, and then it really, outside of one or two tracks that, that were a bit slower, we really haven't slowed down at all to this speed again since the beginning. So uh, I, I think it's a kind of nice bookend, and it's such, it, dude, it's, again, such a vibe. It is. It is. But yeah, so that is our uh, that is our focus on Gravity Circuits, the, yeah. uh, you know, kind of unexpected bonus that we were fortunately able to squeeze in here in July. For anybody who's joining us for the first time, because you, you know, looked up Gravity Circuit on your podcatcher after playing the game and you found this episode, uh, go check out that last episode and, you know, some of the other ones that you hopefully uh, that stick you around. What our, are you doing? Our list. You found us, don't leave. Absolutely. Stick around, man. Um, Radio Hour next week is a little bit little bit different. We have a monthly episode that Brian hosts solo where we play um it's not really hosted at all. And then some, it's more just a radio some show. Some listener tracks. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like a, a a playlist with a little bit of commentary. Yeah, you know? D Snyder's <laughs> House of Hair. Come on yeah. now. I might just have to uh, you know, submit at least one track from Gravity Circuit for that episode because okay. man, there's so much. There more is. than we could fit into this fourteen episode playlist. Absolutely. But then we have got a pretty stacked uh, August sure coming up. Oh man, really I, good. I am so excited for August to get here, especially later in the month. I am so excited for next month. <laughs> It's going to be a lot of There's going to be some really good stuff in there. I've already got my playlist done for our next regular episode. And <laughs> I don't doubt it. I've been uh, been getting things ready for the one after that. One of my favorite franchises of all time. Nice. And then, yeah, we got some fun stuff coming up, man. I am I am super excited for next month. And, yeah, uh, me too. I'm really glad that uh, we were able to do this episode, man. Yeah, and we will have another bonus episode next month, too, that Kyle will be with us on. So that'll be fun. Oh, well, not with you. I'm excited with, about with me and, and me and uh, Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited about hearing, and I'm definitely going to recommend that to Shukapow because it's one of her favorite series and one that, uh, of course, any fans of her YouTube channel, uh, Shukapow on YouTube, would be familiar with, of course. Indeed. Uh, so, yeah, definitely check that out. I'm going to have to ask her to uh, maybe see if she can plug that episode on her YouTube channel as well. Perfect. And, um, well, you're already plugging, man. You got anything else to plug before we get out of here? <laughs> I don't. Nothing yet. I am in talks uh, with uh, uh, Prof. Jeff about another podcast we may be working on for the sometime in 2023. Um, still hashing things out, but uh, uh, definitely outside the wheelhouse of anything we do at, at um, RPG Era. Yeah, it would be still. it would be a very uh, a very specific <laughs> podcast aimed at like a very specific community. <laughs> I think if I know what you're talking but, about. Uh, yeah, but I will post that if we, um, you know, if and when that, that launches. But no, other than that, I don't have anything, man. What about you? Nope, I'm good. So let's get on out of here for this bonus episode. We actually went uh, 
about as long as a normal episode, but that's to be expected because you and I both have played this game and had quite a bit to say. But yep. uh, that'll unfortunately bring us to the close of the show, or the bonus episode, I should say, for this month. We do want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another bonus episode of BG Mania, made possible, of course, by RPGera.com. If you like video game music, or more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow this show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Bedroth, you did it all this episode. What are we closing out with? Thanks again, man. And we are closing out with Beyond the Stars, the ending theme from Gravity Circuit. Released July 13, 2023, and composed by one to watch, Dominic Denmark. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.